0: Nobody makes it easier to stay on top of all of your health concerns than Meridian Medical Services. Hey, it's JMV. Call them today, 317-925-0811, and schedule your heart screening. I know my situation. You should, too. Make the call. It is affordable. It is easy. And you will know. 317-925-0811. Nobody's more affordable. Nobody's easier than Meridian Medical Services. Call them today, 317-925-0811. Eleven. Meantime on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline Pacers start the Summer League season coming up tomorrow. That big one is tonight. J.J. of course of Bally Sports Indiana. Also going to be down at the Indiana Derby I believe in Fairland, Indiana at Horseshoe Indy coming up tomorrow afternoon. He joins us now. Hello J.J.
1: J.M.V. Great to hear from you. Are you going to be down there tomorrow? Shelbyville I will be there. I'm looking forward to it. It's actually one of my favorite days of the summer and if you have not been, I highly recommend it. It'll be a great day of racing. And uh, you'll actually see a couple of horses that were in the Kentucky Derby that'll be competing in the Indiana Derby. So it should be a great day. I am
0: going to be down there from 11 until 1 doing a live show. Are you going to join me?
1: I would love to. I think 11 o'clock is when I'm uh, scheduled to arrive, so I think we can work something out.
0: 11 a.m. is also the schedule I have for my first cocktail, so yes.
1: (laughs) First post is 12 noon, so we have some time if you get there early to do a little handicapping before that first race. The Indiana Derby doesn't go off until just prior to 7 o'clock, so it'll be a long day of racing.
0: Long day of racing, but a hell of a time down there. 11 until 1 for me tomorrow. We'll get JJ back on with us as well. I I saw where there was a list of people that's going to be there. Dan Issel, the Hall of Famer, going to be there? Did you see that?
1: I was not actually aware of that, but I did see the list that that you saw, and I guess I did not investigate all of it but that is impressive and there are a lot of sports connections to the uh, thoroughbred horse racing industry and so it's no surprise that some people you might not have expected would have interest and uh it, it'll be a who's who uh if you're going to be there on oh, saturday man,
0: 11 until 1 broadcasting live coming up tomorrow jj rejoins us then all right i'm curious this is just for fun but what do you th- <laughs> what's the what's the worst omen here Is it uh, the Wimbenyamas folks and Britney Spears thing in Vegas or Tyrese Halliburton getting $260 million and then going on a podcast with Paul George? What's worse here? What's the worst omen?
1: (laughs) I'm going to say selection A. I think think selection B is okay. Enough time has passed. The wounds don't hurt quite as bad. I don't know, man. I don't know. I trust what Tyrese would say. Sometimes you never know what Paul George would say. Um, but but I actually trust Tyrese. And I think he has. a have not heard the podcast, have you? I did hear that I, it, was I think said it half-
0: debuts officially on Monday. And I, I was just kind of knocking this around in my head. And then I heard from a lot of people that are going, wow, this is probably not the best thing ever. <laughs> and, and I kind of understand it here because I, do you go through an entirety of a podcast conversation? And not ask about the parallels or lack thereof between um, what, you know, Tyrese Halliburton is supposed to be and how they view him compared to what happened here with with Paul George. I mean, you still you know, the, the, the common denominator is still here in Kevin Pritchard. I mean, don't you probably for Paul George ask about that?
1: You know, I, I will admit that uh, ever since the it's called Podcast P, correct? Yeah, that's, that's the uh, name of the podcast. Fantastic. i have not yes. actually listened to to many of those podcast ep- episodes in depth. I've just heard some of the clips that tend to go viral after he records the podcast. I will listen to this one uh, starting on Monday in its entirety. And you know, I don't know about Paul George saying I have to ask this question, but there is the connection. Aaron Mintz is the agent of uh for it was for CAA for Tyrese Halliburton and also was Paul George's agent and so they have that connection yeah and I do think it's an opportunity actually for Tyrese Halliburton to take a little control of the podcast and we'll see what happens but he could go back to Paul George and say hey Paul do you have any regrets about how things ended in Indiana because I love it in Indiana I mean I will be interested to see um if Tyrese Halliburton plays point guard at times on the podcast
0: JJ Jeremiah Johnson Valley Sports Indiana is with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I, I want and I believe his game is is got so much room to raise the bar. I mean such a wide berth of a ceiling and I think he'll do every bit of that. He being Halliburton with the Pacers. I, I got my fingers crossed because I also think he has the perfect personality for the Pacers, the perfect personality for this market. And I hope that that doesn't change. I know that you do and things happen, and that's just through growth. But, man, his personality is absolutely perfect for this place right now.
1: It is. And he, being from the Midwest, has been aware of what it's like to be uh, a part of a team in the Midwest, and he embraces that. He's not shied away from it in any way. Now you could say, well, yeah, you know, there were times when Paul George was here, and he he said he loved it. And Victor Oladipo, um, he he kind of told people what they wanted to hear. And you have to just go back and re-listen to some of those comments and see, you know, were they as genuine as you thought, and where did things go wrong with Victor Oladipo? But I think I would caution Pacers fans from. You know, being too glass half empty and being too pessimistic, I would understand the trepidation and the concern. However, just take Tyrese Halliburton for who he is, for what he is, the way he's handled himself from day one. And I would say, enjoy it. Embrace him. He's embraced Indiana. He has accepted every challenge. I mean, he said everything you want to hear, except it's not just lip service. I mean, he walks the walk. He talks the talk. and. I, I would try to not compare the two. Now it is interesting that the week after that contract is signed and that is announced that he's going to talk with Paul George, but you know what? Um, I, I don't. I don't quite. I mean, I don't know about you, John. I don't feel the same way about Paul now that maybe I did the first year or two after he left. And I would be interested if you got a chance to ask Paul if he regretted anything, and and what he actually feels about the role that Indiana played in his career. Because I don't know that he's had success on a on a big time level since he left Indiana and I don't know, he got most of those sponsorships soon after playing for the Pacers. And so I don't know that it was all he maybe thought it would be to, to play for another team with another superstar or to go to Los Angeles and, and be on the second team in Los Angeles. And he had a, he had a pretty good thing. And if you get to the finals and you make a breakthrough, yeah. um, it would have been interesting to see what would have happened. And that's, I think the main thing for Tyrese Halliburton moving forward, it's all good. Now they're on an upward trajectory you continue to improve, but you got to make some noise in the postseason and make this franchise relevant in May and and maybe even June, and not just in in April.
0: Well, and then you know, he and Victor Oladipo, two of the players that really kind of put the fan base of the Pacers uh, in this spot of wondering what if now because they've seen it happen before. I mean, you can make a similar uh, certainly. There's an argument to be had with Paul George about you know you know you know don't the grass isn't always greener. And then there's the story of Victor Oladipo, which is absolutely ridiculous, uh, among other things, listening clearly to the wrong person.
1: For sure. But then look around the NBA, and there are not too many people that have Reggie Miller-type careers where they play their entire career with one team. And Lillard is
0: another example of that, by the way, JJ, that we're seeing happen right now
1: until three or four months ago, you thought Damian Lillard was everything you ever wanted from a a smaller market team because he was loyal to that organization. And I suppose at some point in time, every superstar reaches their breaking point. But what you want is is to not have the outside influences, maybe uh, help make the decisions. And, uh, you know, I think Paul was ready for a change with Victor. I do think that uh, maybe he was listening to the wrong people and I don't think he realized quite how good he had it. And the injuries, were a factor let's not um you know let's acknowledge that what it was he may have never been the player that he once was after that first injury so uh, i would say they're different circumstances but i think the franchise is ready to fully embrace Tyrese Halliburton, and actually I think they did from day one, and that's why it's worked yeah. out so well up to this
0: point. Yeah, there's so, so many reasons. I mean, it, even beyond the court, but certainly on the court uh, to embrace Halliburton. And JJ's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I'm, I'm curious the work that you've seen so far, and this is you know, beyond the draft itself, which we have talked about, but Bruce Brown being brought in and then uh, Obi Toppin being traded for. I mean, there is a lot of high reward not so much risk with both of these moves and both of these moves are necessary and i talked about this a bunch i think this team can still have long-term future views which clearly they have with kevin pritchard and chad buchanan and rick carlisle but you can also be able to motivate and win in the now thus making really everybody happy in this I think that's what we have seen so far in this offseason deal-wise that this team this organization is trying to do.
1: John I think you had me on about a week before the draft and I think there was some concern maybe the Pacers would not make a big splash and I said why don't you just wait just a little bit and you could argue that um, with free agency maybe it wasn't the big splash into the deep end of the pool that maybe Uh, Some people had been hoping for, but you are correct in saying you have not really sacrificed anything for the future. So if and when that time comes when you need to still go get another all-star caliber player that maybe grows unhappy in another market, you really have all of those assets still available, and you're in a really good spot. I listen to some of the national podcasts, and I don't know the salary cap in – in and out like many people do. I know Tony East does a really good job with that, and Alex Golden as well. But anyone you hear talk about the Pacers' situation, they talk about how well they've managed everything. They've taken advantage of the situations, And they're still in a spot where in the next year or two, if they need to go make another big move, they can. And in the meantime, look at the depth that they have right now. Because you acquire Brown and you acquire Obi Toppin – And you've not really lost anything with the exception of Chris Duarte. And he was not healthy a lot. And it just did not work out. I think it will be nice for him to get a fresh start in Sacramento. But you're not really hearing anything about a guy like Aaron Neesmith right now. Or let's say Jordan Wara. Those are two guys that played a lot of minutes over the last season. And, you know, Aaron Neesmith started – How many games last season? And you're not even talking about him. So now he's going to be competing for playing time in that second unit. And if everyone is healthy, some of these practices are going to be a real joy to watch. And I think you've got a lot of depth when you do encounter some injuries that you're going to be able to make up for some of those spots. So I think it's a really – Um, I think it was a really solid, smart set of moves that they made with not just the draft, but also with free agency and then some of those trades. And and think about Toppin and Brown and Tyrese Halliburton. You have a lot of guys that want to run the fast break, and you know that Tyrese Halliburton will find them.
0: Yeah, and you've got a lot of motivation, especially with Toppin. You know, with one year remaining here, a lot of motivation to really show, hey, what happened in New York? Uh, was not quite me, this is the new me. And then you know, if he presents himself productively in that fashion, and then there's a lot of reason to believe that the reason why he reached that level now is because of those surrounding him, in particular Tyrese Halliburton. So there's just a lot of – I mean, especially for a couple of second-rounders, to me that was a no-brainer type of move.
1: Yeah, and what it was was basically one lottery pick that – did not really work out and was in a crowded position area. And Chris Duarte right. moved for another lottery pick with the Knicks that was in a crowded position area and never really got a chance to show what he could accomplish. And so, uh, I guess you you have a lot of guys from that 2020 draft lottery. But what you're saying is, if you could have drafted where you drafted Chris Duarte, if you right then then and there could have drafted Obi Toppin, would you have? Probably. And I know the Pacers were interested in him at different times, whether it was last off season and at the trade deadline. And I know for a fact that Tyrese Halliburton is thrilled with the acquisition. So um, you've already acknowledged that he is the face of the franchise. He's going to be your leader on the court, and you're going to trust him off the court as well. So I do think it does help. You call him in, you say, what do you think? You don't say that he gets to make the final decision. He's not the boss, and he's not um, the GM. But he does have a little bit of say, and you like his positivity, and he endorses having Obi Top. And I think, I think we saw what Miles Turner could do with Tyrese Halliburton, how those how Tyrese helps Miles. I think Tyrese could have a similar effect on Obi Toppin.
0: Oh look, Jeremiah Johnson knows where to go with the host of this show right there.
1: Well done. <laughs> yeah, you've had a good off season, right? I mean, there's been no drama with thirty three and you, correct?
0: Oh man, because I won. Wow. I won. Everybody that was anti had to take the L. I won on this.
1: Yeah. And then you look at the, the lineups, so they're putting together, I think you'll continue to win because the defensive rim protection, but also his ability to shoot is going to make everything else kind of fall into place in that starting lineup and in that rotation because you don't find centers that can do both of those things like Miles Turner. Now, is he Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic, an, uh, an MVP candidate? No, but I think he's better than – uh, quite a few centers in the NBA. And with the way the Pacers are trying to play, I do think he fits perfectly. And so, John, I declare you the winner in the all winner. Of the controversial past uh, discussions about, about Miles Turner. But I do think we should give the coaching staff, Rick Carlisle, but also Tyrese Halliburton, some credit for helping you win that one.
0: Well, and you know what? I also give credit to good fortune and the not so smart moves from phoenix because without matching that <laughs> offer sheet things could be drastically different you know i told chad buchanan that we both laughed about it not only did we both laugh about it but chad who is hilarious sent me a miles turner jersey the next day <laughs>
2: <That is awesome. laughs>
1: I know Chad is good yeah. at answering questions like that. So uh, he's, a, he's, a dude, he's a
0: good dude, man. He's a and I, I said, man, you got to feel good at the good fortune that you didn't get stuck <laughs> with this move you guys made.
1: <laughs> now, you do never know how things would have turned out for Aiden. He may have been a better player here, but I do think you're 100% accurate in saying that yeah. uh, everybody in the Ascension St. Vincent Center is glad that it turned out the way it did. I think the other thing you have to acknowledge is that at the time, you needed Miles Turner to buy into being a Pacer. And I'm sure at at some point last offseason, maybe he had his doubts. And you couldn't afford to lose him for nothing. So it was just not a situation at the time that, you know, you didn't want Miles Turner. You really wanted DeAndre Ayton. But the contracts did matter, and and the long-term outlook for the team mattered as well. And so I think that that played a factor into it. But it also, I think, showed the Pacers were serious, that they would go after somebody. And and maybe that's the kind of move – Uh, who knows? DeAndre Ayton made a little money from the Pacers, so whoever DeAndre Ayton's agent is, maybe he'll remember that at some point down the line. Maybe that'll still pay off for the Pacers down the line.
0: It seems like he's been a joy to be around in Phoenix, so good for them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're glad it worked out the way it did. We'll see if Frank Vogel can whisper sweet nothings into... uh, Aiden's ears in Phoenix
0: this year. Yeah, no doubt about that. JJ's with us, Bally Sports Indiana. He's going to be at the Indiana Derby tomorrow, as will I, down at Horseshoe Indy, Fairland, Indiana, Horseshoe Indy Racing and Casino for the legendary Indiana Derby. Am I wrong in saying this? Uh, among those storylines, those players that I'm most interested to watch during Pacers Summer League in Vegas, I start at the top with Oscar Sheboy. Would you agree?
1: There's a lot of attention on Oscar Shibway when with what he did at the college program that he played at, and we've seen undersized, but maybe guys that were under the radar in terms of the draft process, guys like that have really, depending on the fit, have, have shined in the NBA. You just look at Draymond Green. I'm not sure that Shibwe can do some of the playmaking things that, that Draymond Green can, but... When you've had the success that he had at that level for a long amount of time, I am interested to watch, and I think it was a great um, signing to the two-way contract and great use of that extra, who knows which, which spot he was in, but to not have to see him not be drafted and then to bring him aboard for a year and you get him at summer league and you get him at training camp, and who knows, with the way those 2 two-way contracts are, you can play those players. So I love it. Um, you're going to have some extra attention from UK fans, even though they're not our favorites at times, the, the Kentucky basketball fans, we always appreciate their passion. And so maybe there'll be a few more uh, Kentucky folks coming to GameBridge field out. So I think it's a great move. I'm interested to watch him to see what he can do and especially battling inside where he has a nose for the ball. He could set some uh, summer league records for maybe rebounds in a game.
0: I And that's what I think about. I, I think about, What is also – with defense, certainly that's at the top of the list of needs for the Pacers, but rebounding is another, and you – Could solidify a spot, I think, if you can translate anywhere near on the glass on both ends as he did collegially. I'm not expecting that to happen. I'm just saying you can carve out a spot for yourself with this group because this group is just not good at rebounding the basketball, and that is a desperate need.
1: And think about where he was at Kentucky. He had a lot of double teams, he had a lot of attention on him, and he can kind of fly under the radar just a little bit in this situation. He can be at Summer League. He can get an opportunity to rebound, to play defense, to get to know the Pacers staff. So I'm really interested in watching as well. It should be a really fun opener tomorrow night when you're going to have Benedict Mather and Andrew Nembhardt playing with Isaiah Jackson and then the new players as well. It should be must-see TV tomorrow night from Las Vegas.
0: No doubt about that. Jeremiah Johnson, Ballet Sports Indiana is with us. So I, I heard you were out of town.
1: Were you doing Cardinals games? No, I'm actually uh, at Lake Manitow, Just uh, enjoying oh. some family time this week. Why'd somebody so, yeah. say
0: that you were doing Cardinals games? Cause I know sometimes during the baseball season you do maybe a week or a weekend set with Valley for St. Louis, but you you're not been doing that because I was going to laugh about. It. I was hoping you were in Miami for that fiasco. I was going <laughs> to laugh about it.
1: I was not. Uh, you know, sometimes those calls come, and when when I get the call, I usually. Uh, I'm interested, but I've not worked any Cardinals games this year. And, and to be honest, it hasn't seemed like from afar a very fun team to be around. Oh, they <laughs> suck,
0: and they hilarious. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I need more of well, it. Well,
1: we've, we've enjoyed watching the team in Ohio play the last few oh, weeks. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's
0: been such a long time since we've been able to, to soak up and enjoy that. Now, what lake
1: were you on? Uh, Manitow in Rochester. Okay, yeah, that's up right that's up morning. by where you grew up. Yep, not far from Peru, so just a, a few days here. We actually went to New York City uh, last weekend, so was able to get some family time in. You went to what, New York uh, City? I did, yeah. Wow.
0: What did you guys do there?
1: I uh, just did some sightseeing, went to uh, a Mets game on Saturday, and uh, just allowed the boys to see uh, the big, tall buildings.
0: Nice. Roger. Now, what's that lake that you're talking about? What is that compared to? that I would know around here? Uh, Size-wise? Oh, uh, yeah. Size, look, appeal, all of it.
1: I am not a lake aficionado. Okay. Um, I would say, it, you know, it's a, it's a little bit on the smaller side, but there's enough to, enough room to go skiing and tubing, and there's a, a nice restaurant on the lake as well, and Rochester is a cool little downtown. So I'm a big fan. So um, it's, it's, like, around,
0: it's like Boggs Lake outside of Ligoti, maybe. Kind of like that, where you can do some tubing. It's just not that big. People camp down there, and there is a restaurant. It is uh, an, an Amish smorgasbord restaurant called Stoles on the lake. So kind of like that. Uh,
1: yeah, a little bit sounds yeah. like sounds like a place that I need to visit. I I, I love Lagoda. You'll love Lagoti That's what they the slogan is
0: correct no you, no you'll like you'll like linton you'll like linton and then ultimately That's nobody that. does but yes you're supposed to like it by the sign how did i yeah. confuse them maybe we
1: should start a new one No, the, the,
0: the, the sign doesn't tell you how many cranks live there no if <laughs> <laughs> the sign doesn't say you'll like linton until you meet all these dumbasses that doesn't say that
1: well, let not love the entire town. Come on now. I know I knew some good people in Linton
0: back in the day. I'm just jo- I'm just joking. It's Linton, no doubt. No, Lagodi's uh, Boggs Boggs Lake, and uh, it is a uh, nice place. I thought that maybe that's kind of. Close to the Wabash Valley, and given the fact that you got your start at Channel Two WTWO in Terre Haute, that maybe you had been in and around Lagote before like that. So
1: I'd been around Lagote but not not the Lake, unfortunately. But I'll add it to my list, perhaps for the future. I'll tell you what I do with Hagen every Sunday
0: night. I do fifty nine overtime, but let me. I have Directv, and right now Nexstar is putting the screws to me a little bit right here. Come on now. <laughs>
1: That's the the era that we live in. Every once in yeah. a while, your your TV provider will have a problem with the channel you want to watch, and you just hope that can be resolved as quickly as possible. I could watch
0: myself be like half in the bag and do 59 overtime the other night. That's too bad. That was like the best one ever.
1: So you're saying it's not live?
0: Uh, no. I mean, sometimes the sun's out. No. Okay. no. No, I'm not going in there live every Saturday, Sunday <laughs> night. Come on now. You know, well, that's one thing COVID, a COVID did a lot. The pandemic and COVID, you know, so much was negative. But one thing I look at is the fact that it gave us Zoom and I can do that stuff from home is pretty good because otherwise it would be difficult for me to make, make that trip. But no, um, I, I right now, because I have direct TV, I don't have CBS and in Indy. I don't have Fox and in Indy. And I don't even know like which TV channel eight hadn't been on my TV in like 10 years. I don't even know where the hell that is. So I got three things I don't have now here locally.
1: Sounds like you might need to be investing in some rabbit ears. I refuse to do it, JJ. On principle alone,
0: I pay a lot of money to get these channels, and I don't want to jack with some antenna like it's 1979. So on principle alone, buddy, I don't do it.
1: Hey, I, I feel yeah. I have the same uh, mentality, the same mindset, and I have the same TV provider as well. And I do know the Pacers are on DirecTV, so I'll say nothing bad about
0: them. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, I'm not going to say. I don't want to say anything about. I just. I say this about DirecTV that yeah, people all the time say that's all you do is talk about DirecTV as being the best. You know, how do you feel like now? I don't talk about it being the best. It provides to me most of the time what I desire, and I know where stuff is going to be. I know I can watch you guys easily i know i can watch the reds easily and normally i can watch what i need to see locally easily it provides all that i know it's there and i don't want to change um and that's why but there's not a good one i mean every every there is a pitfall there's a wart with all of these television providers always
1: Yeah, this is a discussion that we have offline occasionally as well. And uh, I do like to at least be able to punch a channel on my remote control and have it pop up within seconds. And sometimes that's not available on some of the others. But as you said, nothing's perfect, and everything is always changing in this industry, and you just hope that – eventually it'll become a little bit easier for everyone
0: you got that and by the way the reason why i brought up next is because they're also with uh, channel two and Terre haute so my mom doesn't have nba affiliation because there's no channel two out of Terre haute right now for direct tv so
1: i get to hear yeah. That too. yeah i worked for next star uh, a couple times actually so well when i was at 59 they were not next star but i believe yeah. uh, wtwo was always next star so Hopefully that can be a short-term dispute. They can all get what they're looking for, and, and your mom can be able to watch everything she's wanting to watch. Oh, no, well, yeah.
0: Well, that's, it's, it's good for me, though, because it gives her something else to gripe at me about, so that's good. Because it was my <laughs> choice. I said, you know, just go with DirecTV. Stop messing around with Dish Network here. Let's go with DirecTV, and she did. And now She's got no NBC, and I don't think ABC. I think they're also in some sort of dispute, the ABC one. So, anyway, I said, hey, let's go back TV to an down. antenna then, I guess. Yeah,
1: you need to have someone from Terre Haute on, or even let Hagen talk about it. He's he's probably more informed on this one than I
0: am. I'm sure he would love to come on here and talk about that, JJ. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, he would. I'm sure I understand the negotiation process, but that's just kind of where we are right now. So you're going to join me tomorrow, right down at Horseshoe, Indy.
1: Are you broadcasting for two hours? Yeah. This is the takeover. This is sports talk. It is
0: eleven until one at the Indiana Derby. And I'll be uh, cocktail in hand. This will be like a two hour conversational preparation for the JMV takeover regarding the Indiana Derby. So that's going to be good tomorrow. You gotta join me.
1: Uh, yeah, i have yet to get my official schedule from Racing Rachel for what she has, but I can guarantee you that I'm not booked the entire two hours. So I will make time to join you on the radio again tomorrow and we can continue this
0: conversation. She will be in, be here on the show as well. 11 until 1, cocktail in hand at 11 a.m. and good to go for the 2023 Indiana Derby at Horseshoe Indy Racing and Casino off of I-74 tomorrow. Jeremiah Johnson, Ballet Sports, Indiana. Kind enough to join us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. We'll look forward to seeing you down there coming up tomorrow, JJ. Thanks, buddy.
1: All right. I'll have some winners for everybody, uh, so be sure to listen in tomorrow between 11 and 1.
0: You know me. I'll have a lot of losers, so don't listen to my crap. Don't do it. <laughs>
1: okay. See you, buddy. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider kisimta Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta
0: Mike Wells of ESPN Radio reentry right here. Because I watched New Jack City two nights ago, I thought this was appropriate via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Let's welcome in from ESPN Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Wells.
3: Spread my wings and fly away. Oh, oh. Help me. Oh, Troop. red our wings, Jay. Spread them, brother.
0: That's Troop right there. Troop appeared in the film New Jack City. Guy appeared in the film New Jack City. Flavor Flay was in there. Fab Five Freddy, I believe. Fab Five Freddy was a producer of that film. What does that rank all time for you, Mike, as far as films? New Jack City.
3: Listen, uh, you know, you had that 90s stretch where you had Boys in the Hood. Yep. Minister Society, New Jack City.
0: Um, I mean, New Jack City was the first one too. I mean, that came yes. that came around early ninety one or sometime in the first few months, handful of months in nineteen ninety one.
3: It was not, not yet. It, 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 the order went New Jack City, Boys in the Hood, Minister Society. That's what I think of like um, when it comes to the black like gangster movies and stuff like that. But New hey, New Jack City is at the top. If I'm if I'm ranking it, I'm going New Jack City one. Them boys in the hood. Because listen, man,
0: rockabye I started, I started, baby, I, rockabye hey. baby. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Did, did, did,
3: did you see the pimple on the booty? Did you see the pimple on
0: the booty? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is. Uh, I, yeah, I forgot. Though Chris Rock was really good in that. Really good. Oh, my. Oh, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. <laughs> Here's another piece of info uh, regarding New Jack City. I thought this was appropriate for you. Uh, the girlfriend who ended up testifying against Nino Brown, that's Wesley Snipes of the film New Jack City, was Michael Michelle, the actress from Evansville, Indiana. Did you Evansville, know? Yes.
3: Yes. Because she was on... Um she was also on that show. They had a show in the mid nineties with the Tay Diggs. Um, Kevin Hill. Yeah. On and she yeah. was she she was on
0: that show. She attended yeah. Evansville Bossy High School. Can you imagine? She oh, wasn't a prom man. she I bet she wasn't a prom fiend. I bet she was the prom queen right there. Man, I want uh, boy, boy, boy. That was uh
3: that's Walter McCarty neck of the woods, too. They might be around the same age bracket <laughs>
0: also. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's just neck of the woods, all right. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no, no, no doubt about that. But, yeah, Michael Michelle from Evansville, Indiana, and Evansville Bossy High School. She was, and still is, I guess, some incredible smoke show
3: right there. I mean, hey, man, listen. Them, them eyes were to die for, boy. Yeah, I'm telling Ooh-wee. you.
0: Man. Uh, but I watched it all the way through. It is still as as good today. It, I mean, it, has, it really has stood the test of time. Even when that old man, Dust Nino, there at the end, it still stands the test of time As as one of hey, those you, gangster hey, movies you want to watch.
3: And you, you forgot to mention Christopher Williams was in there. Oh yeah, and uh, and, and Keith Sweat performed during the
0: uh, he during did. the wedding. Keith Sweat was in there during the wedding too. That's no doubt about that. Hey, the Pacers have been busy, and I wanted to bring this up to you because you've covered them in the past. I. I like what they did from this standpoint, because I've been preaching that they they go for winning right now. Because to me, there's nothing wrong with evolving as a team and getting better, but also winning some games. So I thought that the direction that they took this offseason, they have the opportunity to do that, to be better, to win more games this year, and also eyeball the future to where you don't compromise what you're trying to do for the long-term for wins in the short term, at least that's the way that it looks to me so far. Would you agree? I, I completely agree with you on this
3: one. And you you think about the moves they made, and yeah, you know they got they traded Chris Warte to Sacramento. We were talking about this last week. The Warte didn't really have a role in, in our you know my opinion um, a, a set rotation role uh, on what the roster was going to look like. So it's not like they've had to give up core core pieces. And one thing that I think is going to be huge for the Patriots next season is that Halliburton is playing with Team USA. I think the experience of playing with Team USA along – I know it's not the same marquee names that we're accustomed to when it comes to Team USA basketball and everything, um, but still playing, you know, looked at as one of the leaders on that team with with the rest of the roster and then playing some of the best teams in the world, I think that's going to carry over. The next season for him as far as being able to help him grow and continue to uh, take on that leadership role
0: you have been around a couple of different situations where maybe there were points with paul george where you didn't think he was going to change you thought yeah this guy's going to be here um for for basically uh the entirety or close to that of his career we know how that turned out i mean fans felt burned here and then it went To the next level, considering the background of Victor Oladipo being at IU, I mean, everybody thought he was Mr. Indianapolis and he would be here forever. And we saw how that turned out and that burned people around here as well. Any thoughts on – people have asked me, should you be – Concerned that this is going to happen now that Tyrese Halliburton got paid. I think there's always going to be a change. But as long as you keep in mind what the goal is for you to get better, for this team to consistently get better, to me that's not something I worry about. But would you?
3: No. uh, Listen, I I get why the paranoia, paranoia is there. For this franchise, you think this? We we can go, you know. Basically, ever since Jermaine O'Neal took over kind of the throne once Reggie Miller uh, uh, retired at the end of the 2005 season, you think about what has happened. Jermaine O'Neal, he and Larry Bird were heads. so they trade him off to Toronto. You, then you have Paul Danny Granger. Unfortunately, was injured nonstop. You know, he, he I mean, when he was on the court, he was a beast, but injuries took a toll on him. Paul George took on that reign. He wanted out of Indiana. Victor Oladipo was talking about this was his state, his state, his state, and he ended up wanting out of uh, the organization. So I, I get why there's paranoia, you know, out of the fan base, uh, and maybe they're a little hesitant, even though Tyrese just got that big contract. The history shows that these, the faces of the franchise, since Reggie retired, things have come up where it just didn't pan out. But I, I'm not going to say I'm completely in on it. I'm going to take a wait and see approach with it because Halliburton is a young player still. And if you continue to lose, we 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 saw what, we're we're watching what's going on in Portland right now with Damian Lillard. He was the, he's been the face of their franchise, and he kept saying he wanted to stay. He wanted to stay until about a week ago when it came out that he wanted to be traded. So you never know what a player's mindset is going to be, and we we know the players dictate everything. It's not it's not the teams or the front offices. This is a players' league. The players, if they don't want to be here, they will force their way out. James Harden ate his big ass out of Houston um, several years ago.
0: Is it? And I know that uh, Halliburton was just on, I think, NBA today as they were broadcasting live from Vegas because uh, Wim Bayam and Brandon Miller match up coming up later on tonight in the Summer League. He was just on that. But one of the first things he did was the podcast P with Paul George. A lot of people have suggested to me that that's not a great omen. Would you agree with that?
3: <laughs> hey, who the hell are who the hell are the people talking to you, boy? Cause, uh, just, you hey, know, I
0: just hey, I I deal with people that have been burned before, and again, that that's that's why you're apprehensive about believing it longer term right now. You want to see, as you mentioned, how it goes because they have been singed in the past. For that, I don't blame them. But I still, much like you, I have a wait-and-see approach that I take.
3: Yeah, man. The people you're talking to must be so... Oh, they're burnt. They're
0: burnt upside down in this thing right now, yes. Burned, scorned lovers (laughs) and
3: everything. Something, man. The way way they're acting about this stuff. Ooh-wee.
0: Well, you know how people, for the most part, believe... In uh, Indiana, I mean, it's like Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was was perfect, certainly at the perfect time, but perfect here because he he stayed. And that's, you know, like it or not, that is a predominant thought from those fans of really anything Colts, Pacers, whatever. I mean, think about what a lot of Colts fans feel, a lot of fans feel in general, you know, about Manning every time he turns up at a, at a Nuggets game or doing something in Denver or wearing an orange tie, uh, when it's not volunteer Tennessee related. I mean, you know how people react to that as well. So that's just – that's a common occurrence, and I don't think that theme is, is going to end anytime soon around here.
3: No, and I, I get it. I mean, that's why I get. If Andy Luck all of a sudden changed his mind and said he's coming out of retirement he's tired of uh, riding his 10-speed uh, around the Sanford campus, people are going to be like, nope, I have no faith. He's going to retire He's going to retire on the organization again. He did it once or do it again. So I, I, I get it. But, hey, let, I mean, at some point you've got to have some, some optimism and have some hope that things are going to change. And if you're a Pacers fan or, or you're in the Pacers organization, you have to hope that that Halliburton will not be Victor Oladipo and he will not be Paul George when it comes to being unhappy with being in, with in, in the organization if, they, if things aren't going his way.
0: And I don't blame a lot of fans, too, for being scorned or sensed or burnt because – you know, there have been good things that take place, but normally it's been really followed up by two or three bad things with a similar situation. I mean, it's not long-lasting here. So I think there's a reason for that apprehension around here a little bit. I'm not suggesting that, that Halliburton's going to be one or that Anthony Richardson's not going to work out, but there there's reasons why people aren't together all in and still on a wait-and-see approach and wonder how karma may or may not affect because we have seen it. Negatively affect both the Colts and the Pacers. When was the last time something was good that was followed up by consistently something good? It just hasn't happened around here in a while. Yeah, no,
3: man, man, you think of it now, you got me thinking hardcore right now. I can't remember the last time there's been. No, nah, like we that.
0: we've been yeah been swimming. I mean, we're like Andy Dufresne trying to get out that you know five hundred yards of, of crap through the the crap pipe getting out of <laughs> Shawshank right there. But I mean, there have been there have been really good moments and some hopeful moments, but all encompassing, it's been more than negative. And that's that's part of what what winning and getting something together, whether it's the paces or the Colts, you want to see happen. To shed some of that image, that negative image that the fan base hold around here right now.
3: Yeah, no, I, w- I will, I will definitely give you that. That is definitely, I, I uh, definitely, I'm not going to disagree on that. This, this state, when it comes to the professional teams, have been has been snake bitten. So I will, uh, I, I can't, even, I can't argue or disagree with you about that side of things.
0: Bruce Brown, there's a lot of guards. Uh, Bruce Brown does bring a defensive prowess with him, and we've talked about this Mike before. The Pacers need that and need that big time. Is is that a good signing? Again, it's it's low risk, I think high reward. And what do you think about Obi Toppin? Obi Toppin last seen offensively was just shredding the Pacers back in the month of April. You know, giving him a test a test drive this season for a couple of second rounders to see what he may have here. That seems like low risk, high reward as well. You agree?
3: I love the, the top and I definitely think Toppin is a uh, low risk, high reward. And I I'm about to flip it on these on these Pacer fans because I was see I was seeing the tweets about it when, when the Pacers acquired him. Everybody a lot well I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of people were equating Toppin's ability to what he had done at times against the Pacers. You can't you can't base it just off off the Pacers, you have to look at it as when it happened. It was late in the season when the Pacers were straight, when, when the, the excitement had died down. You you can't look at it from that same standpoint. But you, you hope that he comes in and plays some basketball and he, and he helps him out because, I mean, think about it. The last game of the season, Sunday, April 9th, Toppin win, it, and, and actually, you know what? Twice in one week. Yeah, yeah, so he, he went thirty-two and went in. thirty-four
0: in those games offense.
3: Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, he shot nearly sixty the, percent from the field. Um, Forty-one uh, field goal attempts in those two games against the Pacers. Think about it. It's the end of the season. The players at that point, they're thinking about where they were going to go on a, on vacation, where they were going to be, you know, drinking on the little um, the little fruity drinks and everything from the beach. So don't don't look at that. He scored. 66 points in two games against the Pacers. Look at what had happened. Nobody cared about basketball at the time except for him, which so hopefully maybe, maybe there is some magic with him that he can come in and continue to do that. But let's, let's, let's pump the brakes on saying he's that guy and he's definitely going to be a, a guy that's going to come in and, um, and, and do some things right away.
0: Would you be willing to suggest right now that Tyrese Halliburton has a better career here than Reggie Miller? Would you bet that? Nope.
3: Nope. I, I'm not, I'm not. I am not touching that. Um, that's not bad. I'm a bad. Uh, nope. That's probably
0: Hell a. Lame, no. it, it, it's a lame question, I know, but I was asked the same thing. Yeah. And it is I'm, just, I'm it, a, it mean, is a tall, it is a tall mountain to overcome, and you you do have to. And I know sports fans and sports talk show hosts and listeners, you know, don't want to try too well. This is the moment. I mean, you have to, you know, expand your vision out and make calls a year and two and three and four and five years down the road here but this is truly something you do have to to wait and see because we don't lose in the shuffle whatsoever what reggie miller was what he did and what he meant even if they did not win an nba title the only pacer team uh, nba era wise to get to the finals would have been a reggie miller team we know what he means here so that is i think a really solid wait and see Approach you have to take here because that would take a lot from Halliburton.
3: Yeah, it would. And think about in today's game, how many players actually? Well, actually, um, Halliburton won't. He can't even be that in the case right now because he he didn't begin his career. He wasn't drafted here. But think about think about this: Reggie Miller spent his entire eighteen-year career with the Indiana Pacers. That's like unheard of. Yeah, in the NBA today, the players don't do that. There's not many. John Stockton's or Reggie Miller's who stay in one place now. If, if thing once things start to sour, players, you know, uh, moan and groan their way out of the franchise and go somewhere else.
0: True that, and that's that's why. I mean, I, I, I hate to say it because everybody says, "Well, that's a cop out," but that is an incredibly big mountain to climb if you're Tyrese Halliburton, considering what Reggie yeah. Miller meant, still does and then what he accomplished while he was here. It was a lot.
3: Yeah, hey, man, man, you, you put me on the spot on that question. Oh, no, that too, was
0: bro. lame. That was hey. bad
3: about me. That was bad. Hey, and and had I said Halliburton would, all the old school Patriots people would be, they'd be trying <laughs> to come run my, run my behind out of town for saying it. But I, I, I'm i going to say no. I'll go on in. This is, no, this is no offense to Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, he's a hell of a player, but I, I don't think he'll have – the impact on his organization that Reggie Miller
0: had. I just I don't want to see him get paid and, and see a personality change because he he has been perfect here. I mean just what just what the doctor ordered. Just what was necessary for this fledgling franchise at the time as a centerpiece. I, I think everything his game. I mean his overall well-rounded game. Uh, his caring about where he is. Just his personality in general has been perfect. And I just I hope that there's no pollution down the road, it's just tough to suggest that there won't be some kind because things with money, 260 in millions, I mean, sometimes stuff does change like that, but I, he's just been perfect so far to me.
3: Hey, we, we've seen the common people, we've, we've seen common people yeah. um, get some money and they've changed. So, yeah, so, you have to be, and how many people that mention Obi Toppin also scored 24 points against the Patriots in the preseason game? They probably threw that side out there, too, when talking about, uh, but their excitement is saying that OB was is is going to help the Patriots
0: out next season. So Mike Wells of ESPN Radio's via the Andy Moore Automotive Group pod I have another one for you, too, in terms of extending out Jonathan Taylor. That's something that I'm assuming we'll look into and have to talk about coming up here on the latter portions of camp, which is underway officially in Westfield for the Colts at the end of this month. I view Jonathan Taylor with this team the way that it is right now. Uh, More of a value than what you commonly see around the NFL at what is normally known as a disposable position. I see it differently. I see it differently than I, I view it with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, for example, with the Giants. Differently than Dalvin Cook when he was with the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. I view it differently because I think the growth especially in this case, of Anthony Richardson is going to be expedited with the help of Jonathan Taylor, thus makes him more valuable for this Colts team than a lot of these other running backs, higher level or not, would be for their respective teams. Would you agree?
3: I think he does, but here, here, here's the issue that you have to think about, though, Jay, is it's clear, based off the comments that Jonathan Taylor made during um, during um, camp and OTAs and stuff about, the the value of the running back position clearly, which and he rightfully so believes that you know he deserves you know a, a very lucrative contract. I'm not sure how much the, the Colts value that, considering the lack of production that he had last season. But from the standpoint of needing that running back, not just a running back, but that running back to go with Anthony Richardson, which we <clears throat> we have agreed. We said that we, you know, we hope that he will be the starting running, you know, excuse me, starting quarterback in week one of the regular season. Is that they, Anthony Richardson needs Jonathan Taylor. He needs a, a healthy Jonathan Taylor if that's going to help out his his uh, maturation and his development in the system. But now Taylor and his people and Chris Ballard and the Colts organization they're going to have to meet that middle ground because it's clear that Taylor wants top end dollars, but his numbers last season don't don't verify invalidate that he needs that type <clears throat> excuse me that he deserves that type of money.
0: I just think in this case the, the Colts really need him. I don't know if there's I guess there has to be some sort of middle ground here uh, between Chris Ballard and company and and Jonathan Taylor. I just I just think that his his value here is expedited because of the quarterback situation and how much he is going to be needed. Now we can view this once because some sort of extension is going to happen for him. We just don't know as to what level. Something is going to happen. Do you think as an end result further down the road, we're going to view Jonathan Taylor or Shaquille Leonard's contract as worse?
3: You, man, you are killing me today. You lucky I love you, man. You are...
0: This is what happens in July here. I mean, we end up talking about stuff that sometimes you don't talk about, I guess. So. Oh, my
1: God. Well, And, oh, and, and you can think
0: about it in these terms. Let's just say right now, and, and I'll ask you this question, and then you can move on to the one I just asked. Do you think that Shaquille Leonard is ever going to be what the Colts thought he was going to be when they extended his contract?
3: I'm going to answer this, and, you know, I, I still talk to Shaquille Leonard. But I'm going to say no. We're talking about a back. I mean, you're every time he goes in, hard, goes in, or gets blocked, or hits somebody, or lands it awkward on, awkwardly on his back. You're everybody in the organization is probably going to cringe because you you know the back. If you get injured, if your back gets injured, you don't know the you know the impact of what it's going to cause. So. I don't think we're going to see the same Shaq Leonard that we have saw, that we saw early in his career, where he was clearly one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Uh, unfortunately, it would be great if if he was able to do that, but considering it is a back, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the side of no. What what, what have you said on it? Because I need you to answer. The same yeah, question. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I I just think I think because the the value. Even if it is running back and is completely devalued, has been for years in the NFL, the value of Jonathan Taylor with an inexperienced, hopefully high level quarterback like Anthony Richardson is a lot more than than how you foresee Shaquille Leonard, and I would agree with you on the back. Like This is to me, outside of of Richardson and where he is going to be during camp here and whether or not he starts in week number one, that biggest story is the last thing anybody from the media that covers them or the fans of the Colts want to hear is that Shaquille Leonard is not ready but he's making progress because nobody is going to trust that and also Ooh. you you say that you 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 know you're still you're friends with him after covering him um I, he hasn't said much he's been so outspoken in social media you know about you know he's coming back he's gonna be better than ever and you just don't hear too much from him anymore at times I wonder if that's not good because I think that does you know, weigh I, on I him think it's but, great. but I I think I, it's great. I, I just I don't know if, if he were in a great place right now, do you think he would be able not to tell everybody about what's coming, to prepare for what's coming? Or do you think he can keep that on the down low and just make it a huge surprise upon his return?
3: I I, I believe that he's taking an approach of silence is the best thing to do now because um I and I'm not saying about just him, but I, I'm just not a big fan of when athletes want to post their social media workouts. Yeah. And then when it's time to play, they don't they don't uh, achieve those things. I mean, I, I couldn't stand when Dante Moncrief was always posting his catching off, off the jugs machine uh, back home in Mississippi and doing all this. And we know how Dante Moncrief's career turned out. Uh, I think Shaq is definitely taking an approach, I'm just going to say, quiet and let my game speak for itself, which is the complete opposite of what he had done the first couple years of his career when he was always posting on social media, you know, uh, making comments on Twitter, about things that somebody had, you know was criticizing on him it, it, It's basically he needs that take he needs to take that shut up and just play approach it's, it, it it may not be that same motivating factor that he had early on but that's where he's at right now in his career is that he needs to be and just play football
0: no I, I do agree with that i and i don't i don't mind that path that he's taking right now i just think that you know given the circumstances it's unusual and i i, I wonder oh, yeah. i mean it's just it just I wonder if he's capable of doing it if he were in an incredible, enviable spot for himself right now. You know, and again, the apprehension comes from, you know, the news that you just know. And I go all the way back to February at the combine when Chris Ballard, when I asked him about Shaquille Leonard returning to what they thought he was going to be when they gave him that extension. And he said, I wouldn't bet against it, which was, you know, not so much of a ringing endorsement. Uh, as to what to expect at that level, I guess. So that's going to be the second largest question as we enter certainly training camp is that of Shaquille Leonard in his back.
3: And uh, yeah, it is, and it's going to be crazy. They got so many damn questions they're going to have too. Between you know Quentin Nelson regaining his form after he and Ryan Kelly and uh, after how, how they played last season, the cornerback situation. Uh, there's going to be a lot of question marks going on there. I know we're getting ready to wrap up. Question for you, Jay. So, yeah. me and your favorite member member of the Wells household, mm-hmm. we are we are road tripping down to Louisville for a tournament tomorrow. Right? on. be down there so early next week. Where am I going to eat? Because I have never ever ever hung out in Louisville.
0: Oh man, I, don't, I haven't been down there in a while either. Um, now I know there's a, a Bojangles near. The t- I love Bojangles, which is I think on the way Ooh. out of town. Um, hold on a second here. Is there a Evan Williams? restaurant or something down there i think anywhere you go near is it fourth street down there sixth avenue i don't know what it is i don't know i'm not too tied into louisville i'm sorry
3: yeah i got it so listen i find me some barbecue
0: and a a, a bourbon or two well you'll have plenty and you'll have plenty of that plenty of those options down there i just can't think of anything you like bojangles like i do Oh yeah,
3: listen. I love those blueberry biscuits. I mean, give, give me, hey, give me a breast and a wing and a blue and a
0: blueberry biscuit. I'm good to go, man. Have you ever been to Hollyhock Hill here locally? No, I have not. I haven't either. I got a couple of gift cards. I'm going to give away to Hollyhock Hill. Evidently, some of the best food you're going to find here in Indianapolis is at in Hollyhock Hill. From what I see, I'm looking over the menu right now, and it's fairly sound. I will say that. So it looks looks pretty yes, good sure. right there.
3: Anybody who wins a gift card, you guys need need uh you need somebody to go with you. Okay, let me know, because um, I do not pass up food. Um, what you got going on on uh, Jamie Takeover? Uh, b tomorrow,
0: tomorrow night we'll do more of the uh, All Request Show, which is sweeping the nation. We get calls now from Texas, Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts, uh, Ohio, Illinois, Florida, California. I mean, all over the country now listening on the app, which is awesome. But we'll do more of that. And plus, I wanted to ask you. Next Friday, I've got I think a couple of VIPers to go see. This is a part of Indiana Black Expo. Their free concert is the OJ's, Stephanie Mills, and DeBarge. And I got to uh, – You want to go oh. back? You want to go down there on uh, Friday? Because I've man. never seen I've never seen El DeBarge, and I've never seen the OJ, so I may end up going.
3: Man, I am on uh, I am on ESPN Radio Takeover these days, man. I got. Tonight, from nine PM to one AM. Nice. Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, nine PM to one AM, and next Friday, seven PM to nine PM. So I am out, brother. I got It's summertime. Everybody's on vacation, so uh, I am uh, helping pass the time on airways on ESPN Radio for the next couple weeks.
0: Now, would you see the OJ's, Eldebarge, and Stephanie Mills? Would you do that?
3: Oh yeah, without a doubt, man. Hey, I would
0: definitely. You and
3: I—we are old
0: souls, man. Oh, we are yeah. young
3: at heart. But we're definitely old souls when we come to, come to the music. And your girl, Layla, oh, yeah. she is a young, old soul, too. Anytime we're in a car together, we are straight 90s R&B. I like she that. knows the words. There's so many of the songs, man. We need to have the four of us together and get Laney kind of to speed, and we will
0: roll with the top down and sing very, very loud. I was playing in one of Amp's basketball games I don't know, three or four years ago. And Stephanie Mills is on, on the sideline in the sideline seat. I knocked down a jumper and, and uh, did. I never knew love like this before as I ran by her. She was impressed. Oh, I man. Love I it, love liked. it. Oh, that's a great song. Mm. Oh, man. Hey,
3: by, by the way, thanks for
0: all the tweets, you guys. Let me know where to go
3: eat at down a little bit. I love it. Oh, they're um, telling the you right place now? Place.
0: That's good because uh, I, oh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't have much of a feel for it. So my apologies. Yeah, Fourth Street Live is downtown Louisville. Yes, so. I will uh, definitely check it out.
3: Hey, have a great weekend, my brother. Tell and my tell my girl
0: I said hi too. Okay, best of luck down in Louisville this weekend. Laney and the gang—they're in Chicago, so I don't know what they're Ooh. doing. So, are they playing or are they just having a? Oh, real she's I think she's just up there. She's just up
3: there. Oh man, that's how that's how Center girl does it, man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that <laughs> A lot of truth oh, to that Alright, All right. All right. have
0: fun I'm at Louisville a great weekend. Oh man, take All it right. easy
1: Life is full of things to manage Your work, your family, your plans And your treatment Consider Kisimta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection You can take it yourself from the comfort of home If you're ready for something different Ask your healthcare provider about Kisimta And check out the details at kesimpta.com Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals
2: Corporation.
0: In studio, speaking of great interviews, he's back after a two-week hiatus. Pat Sullivan of Sullivan Hardware and Garden. It is fantastic to have you back.
4: Well, it's it's great to be here. It really is. Is it? I, you just, just saying that? No, no. Uh, just came back from vacation. You know, we've always loved to come back from vacation. Flew in. Yes. Uh, we got here about 1 o'clock. Where'd you fly and- from? Uh, we were in Boston. We were actually vacation in Ro- in Rhode Island. Rhode Island vacation? And, huh? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's we- like Family Guy. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, we had a uh, a wonderful wonderful place. Yeah. Uh, Eighteen in our family and then extended family came out. So uh, right on the beach there in Rhode Island. Right on the beach. We actually we actually were really cool. We rented a historic home that uh, Jackie Onassis uh, well, vacationed to well as a child. Well now. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. I think I could feel the spirits of yeah. her drunk father, Blackjack Boviar. Bo- <laughs> did you? How much seafood you eat? You know, I don't eat a lot. I have a little Man, bit come of Come on, one. do you, you? go to Rhode Island and you spend a week? <laughs> Everyone did. A lot. a lot of seafood was eaten, but, but I, I will tell you, the- uh, Lobster boil, crab boil? No, that all out. makes me uh, break out in hives. If you're going to have, oh, really? Yeah. All of it does? hmm Everything but mm. shrimp. I wonder what, if we were going to
0: put up a a poll or such, if you're going to have a seafood boil, would you rather it be, I'm assuming crawfish, is that seafood or is it just water food? I, yeah because you can question. get that anywhere work. right i can go yeah. down to a creek right down yeah. here and like find yeah. one
4: but it's just one yeah but i think uh, i don't uh, know if I'd eat a it. seafood boil generally is going to be
0: shrimp around here so shrimp lobster crab what do you think would be on the top of everybody's list shrimp. right there for so. indiana shrimp
4: not out in so. uh on the east coast because the east coast that you know that you'll always see a little bit of shrimp but it's it's yeah. all it's all oysters and
0: i love oysters too that makes you more of a man you know that right yeah, I've heard. That turns the
4: crank. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah.
0: That's like, you know, that's like, uh, you know, and I forget where they do this, where they play, they play that horn and the cobra comes out of the little <laughs> basket. <laughs> that's what happens. It's exactly what happens when you eat oysters. Really? They play the horn and the little cobra little, comes out of the basket. Yeah, I did like not. Like the dormant cobra, the sleeping cobra is awakened. <laughs> you didn't know that? That's a fact. It's absolutely a, <laughs> it's fact, a fact right there. <laughs> All right. I got a question here. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Ask Pat. So get these questions in right now. Um, hashtag Ask Pat. So the wind of one of these myriad of storms that have blown through here over the past couple of weeks yeah. knocked over my grill again, Um, and my igniter is not working. However... I now turn on the gas and stick my arm in there with a lighter and light it. Yep. Is that
4: frowned upon or is that good? No, that's fine. Okay. What There's you no don't, chance of
0: me blowing myself up. No,
4: but what you don't want to do when you when anytime you light a gas grill, you always put the hood up. If you leave the yeah. hood down, start the gas, screw around with the lighter, then you have gas building up inside the grill. So that's
0: an eyebrow singer that it you're is. getting into right there. So
4: have your, your lighter going, turn on the gas. So that is
0: okay, okay. And secondarily, here, how do I fix? How do I go about fixing my igniter?
4: I would get—is that a Weber?
0: It is not okay. So <laughs> it's not a Weber. Well, I would still think if, if Weber was spelled with differently, <laughs> with two e's or something, it might be a Weber. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Yes. If uh, it is, the, I have the. Uh, if, that's if, that's if, okay. If, if my if the grill you're talking about, if Weber is Coke, I have the Shasta grill. Okay.
4: Does your when you hit the igniter, does it feel like you're hitting a spark, 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 or is no, it, it's or nothing. It's like the cobra in the basket. It's dormant. But is it normally? Is there batteries involved? Normally, there's a okay, perfect. So follow the wires back and see. I would think that when the grill spilled, it just pulled a spade terminal off of a. Do I
0: need to unhook the gas when I do that? No. All right. Because I'm always freaked out that I'm going to blow myself up somehow, no, some way. You know, everyone got, be sad about that. I got a little that. bit of – I mean, I'm home alone tonight. I got a little bit of salmon. I'm going to go home and okay. screw up. Yeah. So, I'm going to go home and screw that up, and I was thinking about doing it, and I didn't know if I could just – I might as well stick my arm in there and say the hell with it, right? That's what you're saying? You can, yeah. yeah.
4: And now, on some grills, like Weber, they also – there's a – additional hole that you can actually put a, a match into manually yeah. light
0: okay you yeah, might i have no hole you have no the, hole the, the, the clearly the shasta of grills has no hole okay here. gotcha the dr thunder of grills <laughs> has uh, no holes here hashtag ask Pat. let's start as i got you guys started phil writes this so i recently got a blackstone grill hmm. i'm wondering do i need to keep my old weber grill that is in great
4: shape I would, yeah, because yeah. I mean the griddle is just like frying pan, yeah, right. Number one, now I know some Blackstones have a hood on them, so now that you have a flat top with a hood, a lot of people would call that a grill. So, but if you have it, I would, I would keep it. The thing about the, uh, and then the other thing about people that are considering the Blackstone mm-hmm. or like uh, Traeger actually makes an incredible fla- uh, flat top grill now, right? But what Weber has come up with because this. This flat-top thing is not going away. If you have a Weber grill, you can actually buy a full griddle. You just take the grids out, slide it in, and now you have a Weber Blackstone.
0: See, I have a griddle on my my range in my kitchen. Yeah. So, is that kind of like a Blackstone indoors?
4: No, that's like you being a wussy. Yeah, it is, isn't don't, it? Yeah, that's... Don't, I, don't do that? I don't would, do the griddle inside? I would not be talking about that on the radio, dude. That's well, like... Why is that? That's... Because it's like you're inside. Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and put something in the oven, too?
0: Well, I used to do
4: that I all mean, the time, you,
0: man. I did.
4: Are you, are you a man? I was an oven guy. Are yeah, you a I man? Just,
0: or I, what no, I didn't want to blank with it. And I wanted you're to go outside. sit down and watch TV and let the no. stuff do
4: its work. No, you just need to I don't want to have to stand over you the want top to smell of it like, like a doting
0: parent. I don't want a helicopter over my food. I just want it to do itself. You
4: know what you could do is put on a floral apron.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, there's nothing about that. I mean, I just want to go watch TV. I I may be missing a a new scene or something. Every
4: time we go out on a uh, JMV (laughs) uh, uh, backyard barbecue, how many of the guys and families, I should say guys and gals, have big outdoor TVs? We've been on a bunch of those that have those. I need to put one up. I yeah, got to do, do a lot of things. I got to get,
0: uh, I'm going to get dapper out to my place for my hot tub. There's a yep. lot of stuff on my list here that I got to get done. Hashtag Ask Pat, Pat Sullivan in studio. J Ryan asked, Hashtag Ask Pat, did we already miss Slawfest? You we did, did like because. three weeks ago.
4: Yeah, we, we, we kind of threw one on. We, we moved that out of September into, uh, to June, mm-hmm. and uh, it was tremendous. We actually had the largest crowd ever, and it you, was, you were there. I, was there. I was there. You were there, yeah. and I think you enjoyed some slaw. I
0: did. It was uh, kind of secretly given to me yeah. in the form of something that was deep fried yeah. Oh, yeah. with was, cheese in it. Yeah, that was a slaw ton. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. All that that was just like a a yeah. slaw. Yeah. I mean, no, it was more like a cheese stick. But that's all right, though. I mean, you can't you go. No, seriously, that's how I eat tomatoes. That's how oftentimes I you eat tomatoes vegetables. with I, bacon. If it's hidden, I'll eat it. Yeah, but if I see it, I don't
4: want it. You know, everybody. True sure story. Yeah, every time somebody talks about kale, how great mm-hmm. kale is, and send me a recipe about uh, about kale, everything starts with two pounds of bacon. Sure you got to hide that stuff. Because kale
0: sucks. you got to hide it. Hashtag AskPat2391070. Mike is in with Pat Salvan today. Mike, hello.
2: Hey, hey Mike. Hey, how you guys doing? Great, buddy. Hey, I have a question, and I'm not sure if it's uh, – I've got some uh, vermin out in my backyard. I don't know if they're moles or voles, and I know that earlier in the season, spring, they were tearing my yard up, so I bought these, uh, these little emitters that I have throughout my yard yeah. to uh, kind of slow them down and uh, – I don't know if it's the heat that's keeping them away or if my emitters are actually doing anything, but I was uh, looking for uh, alternatives if the emitters don't work come next spring. I, I treat my yard, to try to get away with all the grubs and stuff like that. I can't use the poisonous worms because i got two small dogs. I'm afraid they'd dig them up and eat them. So I'm just looking for ways to get yeah. rid of them.
4: So here, here's the thing. Uh, first of all, grubs have nothing to do with moles, and the moles okay. were very. That's a, a wives' tale that that just will not die. I mean, it's but it's and you look it up on the internet. It says get rid of the grubs, you'll get rid of the moles. That is a total uh, fallacy. Two thirds of the diet of a mole is earthworms, uh, and they were very active early in the spring. And I would say that the uh, the drought that we had had it makes it a little harder for the moles to to actively make new runs so you know but on the flip side i will tell you i think those emitter things i don't see how they can work but every time i say that the lines will light up with people with success stories my brother-in-law said hey those things i haven't had a mole i haven't had a mole i said did Uh you have moles before he goes no (laughs) so
2: yeah well i definitely have moles so i guess i'll find out next spring whether or not these things are we're worth the money. I just was looking for anything yeah, else. That, t- you know, if I can't do po- poisonous worms, what else could I do if these don't work? Uh, you can
4: use, uh, there's castor oil granules that I think would be safe for uh, pets being around. And if you really, if you do a little, well, I don't even, I mean, I won't even start on the worm thing. That's the most popular thing. Gotcha. Uh, but then uh, also traps. And you put a trap and yeah. then you put a cage around it to keep the uh, dogs out, away from digging around the trap.
2: Okay, Mike. Right. Yeah, I've got a, I got one of those guillotine traps. I've tried it, so I'll try it again next spring. Yeah. So. Have
0: yeah. yourself a great weekend, Mike. Thank you for the call on hashtag Ask Quick note: uh, it is official now. The Pacers have acquired forward Obi Toppin from the Knicks in exchange for two future second rounders. Again, it's a one year rental right now, and it, I mean, it, it, no harm, no foul here. Uh, we'll see if a a former lottery selection can do some of the things that he did offensively to the Pacers a year ago in now a Pacers uniform. So that has become concrete this afternoon. Obi Toppin to the Pacers. So I don't mind that whatsoever. Not bad, not bad at all. Hashtag Ask Pat. Uh, Let's see. This is from Darnell, Hashtag Ask Pat. My question is, uh, my friend has a rabbit in a yard. The rabbit is eating everything uh, what type of spray can keep the rabbit away? Hashtag Ashpan. Been the from worst, Carnell. He,
4: worst year for rabbits. And I think that, again, is from the drought, where normally rabbits go after new plantings in the spring. They continue to have attacked the plants, and I think to get the moisture from the plants. Uh, so a lot of the stores are running out of it, but there is uh, granular rabbit repellent, and there's also spray. And you would use that uh, according to directions, and actually does a pretty good job. Uh, but there is a dual one as well because uh, baby rabbits sometimes don't bother them and they eat away. So look for the dual rabbit control. Elmer Fudd, kill the
0: wabbit. <laughs> the wabbit. That's good. They've been bad this year. All right, so what are you guys doing coming up tomorrow? In studio, you say?
4: Uh, Yeah, we're in studio. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about our egg fest coming up on the 19th, August 19th. So uh, a lot of opportunity there. We have uh, Dave Wilson is going to hang out with us. He's actually uh, going to do a show down at uh, Brown County at the Brown County Playhouse. Gotcha. With uh, Mike Armstrong on uh, July 15th at 730. So if you're interested, Brown County is kind of a hot entertainment place anymore, isn't it? It's not seems bad like-
0: whatsoever. The Brown County Music Center, and I I speak very highly of that. Christian Webb yeah. and the gang down there, it is an awesome venue to see a
4: show. Yeah, more and more people. It yeah. seems like centers, I, I hear people going down there all the time. And then uh, Bob, Bob Schultz is going to come in, and we're going to talk about Spark out here on Monument oh, yeah, Circle. Oh,
0: yeah, Spark. It looks like the Brady Bunch backyard down there. I think yeah. it, yeah.
4: They kind of changed it
0: up this year. I kind of like it. I, just, I, I, I have put out a plea, just please don't screw this thing up. Can we just I know. not screw it up? I mean, can it just not look like a big pile of crap here in yeah, two weeks? Let's we, just not screw it because up. Because we can't have nice things. I John. want to have a nice, because I, I don't mind that. I mean, no. I think it looks pretty cool out there right now. It, it is uh, a park, right? Is what it is. For those of you that don't know, uh, the southwest side of the circle here, where we're located downtown, is got an AstroTurf-looking park of sorts right now and it is rather appealing yeah. to the eyes now those on crotch rockets are probably mad so they can't park there and you know half the circle certainly is shut down right now but it is rather appealing to the eyes you know when at carmel
4: you see it. in front of uh sun king they have a big astroturf yes. thing and we you know matter of fact i may have told you that's when we went out on uh, memorial day yeah. and uh a fight broke out
0: astroturf is a thing and, now
4: yep It is a thing. Not a thing where I am. There's
0: no AstroTurf in Greenwood, I don't think. We need to get a little AstroTurf spot in Greenwood to celebrate. Yeah, I've seen people do their lawns. And and we know this Carmel's always ahead of everybody else, aren't they, on stuff
4: like that? Well, this fight thing, I I really. I mean, was it a good fight? Was it. I mean, it was a a, a, uh, mid 40s guy and a teenager. Oh, really? And he gave him a big shove. And I, I said to the kid, and I was serious, I said, are you paid by Carmel to start like fights to get kind of a gritty feel here and he started laughing but then they called their parents and the police and the guy got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so was it the older guy's fault or the younger yeah, dude's fault? Yeah, no, it was the kids were being mouthy but yeah. you know what kids do. I mean, they he aren't mouthy. he actually physically assaulted one of them. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I good, really good thought story there, I thought it was a I thought it was the a shame It's a story to tell No, about it was right good. There. I you know, we we left Broad Ripple trying to find a little peace no oh, even
0: even better wow just keep on keep on keep on with these stories me. Got any other
4: goodwill stories to tell us to share with us uncle no, pat you know if you, you know you're you lived out in the sticks man it's like <laughs> it, why don't you come to the city a little I, bit
0: I, And i saw everybody's fireworks situations and what was going on in neighborhoods and i live way out there yeah i got to see like three or four different ones and it was far enough away where nothing going on
4: there you so, just sat out on the back deck
0: i you? did go to Mallow run by the way on monday bill richardson had a really good time i saw a band a band called living proof a cover band locally here and they were really good living proof anybody else out there ever seen the living no. proof a lot of uh, r&b a lot of uh, classic r&b a lot of pop a lot of stuff mixed in they go from one song to the next on the fly kind of like remixed a little bit it sounds good and i don't know who the girl was the lady was at the front but she did uh empire state of mind by alicia keys and that is an incredibly hard song yeah. i'm assuming to do uh, and she absolutely knocked it out of the park. I thought they were great.
4: I should so. keep a list of – that's what I should do on Saturday, mm-hmm. have a list of where you can see live music. Yeah, why don't you? Yeah.
0: Because I'm, I'm sure these live bands and these, these places certainly would yeah. love that, too. no kidding. All right, what you got going on, Sullivan Hardware and
4: Garden, uh, too, Yeah, well, you know what? The big thing, we're really cranking it up for Egg Fest, uh, mm-hmm. and you can buy an egg and save about 18%, 20%, and it's one of the eggs that we'll use. We need about 60 or 80 eggs to put on Egg Fest on the 19th, and you can buy t- Tickets as well. We actually have some VIP uh, tables uh, this year that allow you to get a table and a bathroom and a little air conditioning.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, you guys have the best bathrooms around. Seriously, Thank you very much. Your bathrooms are right there with Von Maur.
4: Like, I, I thought Von
0: Marr, Von Maur had the best bathrooms, the most comfortable bathrooms when I'm on the road. Ever. I mean, I always make it a point if I'm on the road and I get sparked. Than Von Mars, the spot on the south side. But I'm telling you, if I'm a north sider, I'd go to Sullivan Hardware and Garden because you got like three of them. There's actually
4: five, five brand new bathrooms. I tell you, I could sleep in that thing. It was nice, smelled <laughs> you know, great. To, it's kind of funny because we have some of our our staff. Yeah, they do sleep in there. I mean, everybody hit the spot, hit the mark. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah, seriously I, that's
0: a big deal to me.
4: It is funny because too I, many
0: times the crappers are crappy.
4: Yeah, I, that was I, a big deal to me. I saw a uh, review of our store online, five star review, saying <laughs> it is the bathrooms are incredible. It's like that okay. is a big deal. Yes, I and
0: mean, when you're is. in the category, when I put you in the cat, and I know this very well, but when I put you in the category of Von Mar, that's a big deal, right?
4: That there, is. Pat. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Von Mar. All so,
0: right, so- uh, Mike Wells and I going to have a smoke off coming up too. Yeah, we heard about that.
4: I'm going to cement that date this cement week. Cement it. Cement that date. I have a few dates in. Uh, in my possession, and then i got to find out which one uh, we're going to pick.
0: Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., that's 93 WIBC. Will you
4: be able able to join us tomorrow? Oh, yeah, I'll
0: call on my way to uh, Fairland, Indiana, tomorrow morning. Oh. I called when you were gone last week. I talked to Denny. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. talked to Denny and and Terry. Yeah. Allison, you have a great group. You're surrounded by high-quality individuals on that show. Yeah, they carry me. People love you, too. People love you. People ask about it all the time, so Mm. big time. You're big time, Pat Sullivan. Yeah, right. I will call you guys tomorrow morning, 93 WIBC. That's 9 a.m. until 1 p.m., the Home and Garden Show with Pat and Denny and Terry and Company coming up tomorrow. Hashtag Ask Pat. Somebody's going to win free Yeti and barbecue sauce. Pat, I appreciate you. Thank you, John. Pat Sullivan and Stuart. By the way, too, i got to get some new uh, air conditioner filters. mm
4: i got to do that with you. Send the sizes. I'll just bring them with me. Darn it. I, I'm going to text you the sizes. Right. I should have checked.
0: i got to have it. All right. That's, Sounds good. The change of the season was last
4: week, two weeks ago. Got to get that thing going. It's time oh, to change. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I change mine more. If you have allergies, change your filters.
0: AC filter change time, everybody. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. 93 WIBC. Hey fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy it floors to your home, right Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just $0.80 a square foot. 80 cents a square foot, that's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or
2: waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home
0: is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house.
1: Three very convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road.
0: Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home, that's who.